It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We officially have a pitcher who is at the top of the list for the four or the five spot in the Cincinnati Reds starting rotation on opening day. We'll tell you who, and we'll tell you why on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked on Reds. Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Podcasts are free and available on all podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and we are diehard baseball fans. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. We have taken our love of the game, our passion for baseball, and we have turned that passion into information for you. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the announcement the Reds made of the starting pitcher for the very first spring training game of 2023 coming up this Saturday. Uh, I am also going to attempt to get Jeff to settle down and set some realistic expectations for a particular Cincinnati Reds rookie. Before we get into all of that, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, Jeff, a little bit of news out of Goodyear today. Uh, Biggest of that news being uh, the Reds have announced the spring opener for the 2023 spring training season uh, and that is none other than brandon williams yes this was absolutely huge news steve because this confirms to us we we've talked about him in the possibilities for the back end of the starting rotation but this confirms at least to me and i, I think you may agree with me you may disagree with me but we'll, we'll talk about that but brandon williamson is now a favorite to land a rotation spot on opening day we talked with Tom Nichols about this, and, and, and we've heard this from multiple different angles, that when it comes to spring training, it's about how often and when, like at what point in the game, a player gets playing time. Most of the time, unless they're just absolutely horrid results, most of the time I don't think a guy can play himself out of a spot. 
he can play himself into it a little bit, but I don't necessarily think it's something that he would prove wildly that he's just not capable of doing a particular position in spring training. But the fact that he's starting the first game that he's starting, that he's, he's coming out of the gate, he's not going to be coming out of the bullpen in the third inning or the fourth inning or whatever, and, and facing the second string, third string uh, of the guardians. This is at least evidence enough to me to show that he's at the top of the list. Now, whether or not that means that he will be a part of it, I believe that he will because this puts him so far ahead of everybody else in the race. Well, I think we knew coming into spring training that Williamson was definitely in the mix to grab one of the two open rotation spots. Uh, this news definitely does help uh, bolster that cause a little bit. Now, I'm also willing to concede that uh, Brandon Williamson just got ready faster than everybody else or was sure. a little bit further along when he arrived at camp. I'm not, I'm not going to use this news to anoint him uh, a member of the red starting rotation, but I do agree with you that this now puts him in the best, uh, gives him the best opportunity to, to go out there and start playing his way into the rotation and grabbing one of those spots and sticking. So, you know, I think, uh, when we talk about spring trainings of years past, you know, and I even have, have put this, uh, this little, this cautionary tale out there uh, on a show earlier this week where we tell people not to get too excited. Uh, it's just the first game of spring training. Uh, but Brandon Williamson may not have that luxury. Uh, I think that, you know, these pitchers, especially the young guys that are really battling to make the team are going to have to go out there and, and compete in a way that they haven't had to in other spring trainings. Uh, the competition level is a little bit higher this year. Yeah, we've got a crowded field of guys trying to get to that fourth or fifth spot in the rotation. And just, you know, a quick resume. We've, we've talked about Brandon Williamson in the past, but a quick a quick resume of Brandon Williamson. His pitch mix is a pitch mix. Gosh. Wait, that's easy I, for you to oh, say. Woo. Yeah, getting all tripped up over that. Uh, he's got a good fastball. He has a solid changeup, and the combo is nice because the fastball has a bit of rise to it, and the changeup has a nice late break downward. And then he has a slider that he mixes in. The slider is a little bit slower. It's not a hard slider so much as it is a slow looping slider. And with all of that, he's able to mix it pretty well. In fact, early on in his minor league career, he was elite, not good, elite at striking people out with that combination it since kind of fell off a little bit and his walk rate was actually pretty low. It was still slightly above average, but last year, as we've talked about before, really ballooned and to a concerning level, along with the fact that his strikeout rate kind of came down, but it's kind of honed in on that because when it comes to the growth and the walk rate, it was 13% in Chattanooga for a little bit. And then 14% in Louisville where league average is like six to 7%. So this is, this is very high for a player coming up through AAA. but to give you some context before he came over to the reds in the Mariners organization, uh, they're in high a and even in low a as well. His walk rate was at 8%. Now, some may say, is that him being called up and facing stiffer competition or is that something about a change in his game that kind of messed him up. I don't know if it's even about a change in his game. You know, let's remember that this guy got traded to a new organization, was working with new coaches in new cities with different 
with different sets of expectations uh, and, and refiguring his life. You know, you know, one day he's a member of uh, the Seattle organization and the next thing he knows, he's a Cincinnati Reds prospect. So, you know, I imagine that there was a lot of uprooting that went on for him last year. And I, I, you know, we talk about this and we talked about this as recently as this week, Jeff, you know, the end of the day, the players are people and how they adjust to stress and change and new situations is going to vary from person to person to person. And I just wonder because the, the change in the numbers was so dramatic and so drastic. I just wonder if he needed more time to adjust and settle in uh, just because that's who he is. And if that's the case, I look forward to seeing how he looks because reports out of Goodyear have been that he immediately started turning heads uh, when he showed up and started pitching. Yeah, the the great thing was Charlie Goldsmith had an awesome article over the weekend, and this was before the announcement was way that he would start the first spring training game. But uh, there were some great quotes by Brandon Williamson in that article, and one of them uh, pertained kind of to his philosophy when it came to pitching. He had this to say. He said, last year, I was more trying to make guys miss. Now, let them hit it. If they miss, great. I still think I have really good stuff. And and this is a mentality that we've talked about a lot uh, when it comes to guys who, who want to nibble and guys who throw too many pitches. They're trying to throw that perfect pitch. And he admitted that's kind of what he was doing. And I think that just speaks to what you said is he came over here and he's like, I got to impress these coaches. I got to impress these guys because they don't know me and they don't know what I can do. So I'm about to show them. And I think he probably got in his head a little bit. I, I think that that's, it's reasonable to think that at least there was some component of that. Now, listen, uh, you know, I didn't have a secret conversation with, with Brandon and, and he told me these things, this is pure speculation, but I mean, if, if you just think about yourself and if you packed up tomorrow, Jeff, and moved halfway across the country, just, you know, doing this show as an example, it would take a minute to get things reset and, and studio set up and to get yeah. comfortable and you would be off your game for a little bit, you know, how long that would take, who knows, but you would be off your game initially. And I really think that there is a component of that to what we saw in his numbers last season. And, and I think that's supported by the fact that he's improved and really uh, gotten everybody's attention in Goodyear this year. And I also think that it's worthy to note that he's saying the right things and approaching yeah. this uh, in a way that I think is, is is reasonable he's not he's not hyping it up i guess as much as we are or putting as much pressure on himself as i guess we are you know he's he's focused in on getting his game right and doing what he believes he can do and and i like that uh, if that carries over into the games and he doesn't press if he just you know throws the the, the easy gas and 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 plays his game I, I really do believe he's got the inside track on that fifth rotation spot yeah, there's been a lot of great things said about his stuff, but the fact that he has been tabbed the starter for the first spring training game just to me really confirms the fact that Brandon Williamson is a favorite to land a rotation spot on opening day. You know, Steve, Spencer Steer will be awesome this year. We talked about this quite a lot. So awesome, I think he could possibly win an award, but... I know that you are going to attempt to talk me down a little bit and maybe calm me down slightly. Um, 
attempt being the keyword. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you know about one of today's sponsors, and that is FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sportsbook in America, and they've got the no sweat first bet for you as we hit the midway point of the NBA season. That is, if you are new to FanDuel, you can take advantage of the no sweat first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and go to uh, FanDuel.com slash locked on. The Sportsbook app is safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. You can also check out lots of great stuff, whether you're talking about uh, Major League Baseball futures. If you want to check out the Reds' win total of 65.5 and and take the over the under, Steve, what do we like to say around here? If Jeff's taking the over, take the under. Take take, the That's not what I say. That's what you say. Uh, But don't miss out on your chance to get a no sweat first bet when it comes to FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on today and learn more. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. They're an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And also, now that sports gambling is legalized here in the state of Ohio, there is an awesome Locked On podcast to help you, whether you're new or seasoned in the sports gambling arena, put a couple of dollars in your pocket. That is Locked On Bets. Locked On Bets uh, will give you daily picks and analysis with host Your Boy Q and the analyst from Paramount Sports, Lee Sterling, who will help you make a couple of bucks. That's Locked On Bets, just like Locked On Reds. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, we are going to talk about another statistic in our series of explaining ourselves and the numbers that we like to use throughout the year. We've already talked about war. We've talked about OPS plus. We've talked about WOBA. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about FIP and XFIP. That's fielding independent pitching. They're numbers that kind of explain ERA a little bit better. Before that, we're we're back to today, though, because I am absolutely ecstatic about an entire year of Spencer Steer. It's the year of Steer, and he's going to be playing third base mostly. I think that's why Mike Mustakas was initially gotten rid. We got rid of the moose for the Steer, and Spencer Steer is ready to hit. So much so that I'm saying it right now, Spencer Steer is going to finish the year in the top three of the rookie of the year voting. Oh, Jeff, 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 Jeff. Now, look, if that's what happens, great. I'll be super excited about that. But I think that each and every one of us in Reds country have been guilty of doing what you're doing right now. And that is is setting the expectation level so high that it's almost impossible for the player to actually come through and achieve the thing. We're doing it with Ellie De La Cruz right now. You're trying to do it with Spencer Steer. We did it with Nick Senzel. How did that work out for you? Uh, We need to be careful with this kind of stuff. This is what I know for sure. In 28 games in 2022, Spencer Steer had a slash line of 211, 306, 326 for an OPS plus of 72. Uh, You know, that ain't, rookie of the year material. And I understand that was a cup of coffee call up and he was kind of trying to figure it out and got some exposure to the big leagues. And I was glad for that. You were glad for that. I am. I'm still very glad the reds did that because now he can hit the ground running. So will those be the way, will that be the way he performs heading into the season? Probably not, but let's allow for a little room for him to struggle. Let's allow for a little room for him to figure it out. 
Let's allow for a little room for him to get even more comfortable before we start setting expectations. This is what we know we're getting with him. We're getting a guy that's going to work hard. We're getting a guy that can play multiple positions. In those 28 games last year, he saw time at first base, at second base, at third base, and at DH. He was all over the place. He brings the Reds a, a brand of flexibility that David Bell, I think, is going to put in the best positions to help the team and really maximize. Spencer Steer is going to play a lot, and I don't think he's going to just be at third base all the time. I think he's going to move around a lot. I think that's going to be what he does. Uh, I agree with you that he has the potential to be very, 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 very good this year. But I am not willing to put some kind of label or or set some kind of hot take expectation on him that might catch fire and run around and add more pressure to him. I just want him to go out and play his game and find a way to be successful, and I will be happy. That's fair, and and I don't I don't want to make it seem like I'm setting the expectation for him to be in the rookie of the year conversation, but I think that he has the ability to show that sort of production. The Zips projection system actually has him at 1.9 war. He has him leading the position players for this team this year. Uh, at least that's according to Zips over on Fangraphs.com. And they have him uh, slashing with a 246 batting average, 324 on base, 432 slugging. That's an OPS plus of 98. That's not rookie of the year material. But I have seen that plate discipline last month i think that is the number one thing that's going to translate and if he can bring a solid contact oriented bat which is what we've heard about we've not heard necessarily that he is a big time power bopper he's not a big time gonna hit the toyota kind of guy he's gonna hit line drives and he's gonna put the ball where the fielders aren't and he's going to come up with solid clutch hits something that zips also said is something that i would buy into wholeheartedly if you if i told you steve that these projection systems have Spencer Steer hitting 20 home runs and getting 80 RBIs this year. I think you pretty much take that. Oh, I would absolutely take it. And there's a couple things in those numbers, Jeff, that I think we'll just comment on for a second because we sure. spent some time talking about those numbers and what they mean. So mm -hmm. you just talked about his projected OPS plus and you talked about his projected uh, wins above replacement. Those are two numbers we have already talked about this spring in our series of stats that we like to use. So a projected OPS plus of basically 100 says that they are projecting him to be a league average player in 2023. I'll take that out of a rookie. Mm -hmm. No problem at all. They're also projecting him to have a wins above replacement basically at two. I think you said 1.9. So let's just mm -hmm. call that two. As we talked about when we talked about war yesterday, two and above is considered to be a starter at the major league level. So yep. I'll take that as well. So it, what I'm hearing from the projections is they are projecting him to be a, a major league average position player, and they are projecting him to be a starter. I agree with both of those things wholeheartedly. 100%. So oh, yeah. if he can then build on that and turn that into a rookie of the year worthy campaign in 2023, that's icing on the cake and I'll take it. I just, I don't want him to feel that kind of pressure is what I'm saying. And, and, you know, you're not going to be the only person saying this, uh, the stories are coming when we get later into spring training, I can guarantee you that Bobby Nightingale and Charlie Goldsmith 
and C. Trent Rosecrans are all going to put some kind of story out there that that starts to to push that narrative just a little bit as they're struggling to fill column inches uh, late in the spring. It's going to happen. So I just want everybody, like I say about watching the games, take a breath, settle in with your beverage and enjoy the show and let's see where it goes. That's fair enough. And you know what? Maybe you did. Maybe you did tuck me down, tuck me down a little bit on this ledge. I do. I, I, you know, full disclosure, I've got a futures bet on Spencer Steer to win rookie of the year, but I'm not saying that I put that, I put a lot of money on that. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, but no, I, I, I do see where you're coming from and no, I don't want to put added pressure on him. I don't want to put added pressure on the reds. Cause I feel like this team has a shot to do something interesting, be fun, be exciting this year. And I think that, you know, as that long as they're, on. yeah, yeah. And, and, and they're going to be gritty and Spencer steer is going to be one of the reasons that they are. I, I, I firmly believe that coming up. There were some other things that Brandon Williamson had to say about his spring training experience in an interview he did with Mark Sheldon. We didn't have the chance to get to it in the first segment, but uh, what he had to say just further proves that this dude is ready to be in the starting rotation. We'll tell you what that is coming up here in just a moment. Before we talk about that, I wanted to let you know, you can follow us on Twitter in between episodes. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two F's and you can follow the show at locked on reds. All right. We talked about Brandon Williamson and how he's starting this Saturday and how that in and of itself kind of proves he's got an inside track to making the opening day starting rotation. But more than that, he's, he sounds like a dude and, and Steve made the comment and he was absolutely right. And, and Steve uh, wasn't able to join me here for the final segment. He'll be back tomorrow, but just had some stuff he had to get to, but he had some great stuff to say to Mark Sheldon in an MLB.com article that, uh, that Mark got the chance to kind of have a Q and a with Brandon Williamson. And, uh, there was a great question, you know, cause we, we mentioned a lot and we talked a lot about him and his chances of making the opening day starting rotation and how he struggled last year. And Mark asked him, he said, oh, what did you take from the ups and downs of last season? And Brandon Williamson had this to say about that. And it's a little bit of a long quote, but I think it's all good. It was certainly the hardest year I've had. I think it's good. I, I never had a season where if I had a bad game, then in two weeks, I didn't have a good game. It was a good learning curve. My 2021 campaign was pretty good. I thought I had it figured out. I thought I was going to come in and be ready to be in the big leagues. I thought I was just going to feel that good forever. I realized it's not just concrete. You've got to earn it. There's a lot of variables every day. I just thought I was going that I was good enough to show up and make it. Not that I didn't work hard or do things to earn it, but I really have an appreciation for how hard it is and I understand how hard the game is. I don't put that pressure on myself anymore. Last year when I showed up to the field, I just wanted to go home. I was like, "Man, I'm terrible right now." And we all go through that, right? And and this is something that Jeff Brantley talked about quite a bit. It was on multiple different broadcasts last season, but it's something that we've heard Tom Nichols talk about. It's something that anyone who watches baseball, anybody who's been around baseball for any amount of time understands these things, and that is when do you fail? Do you 
go through as a prospect, do you go through the entirety of your minor league career without failing? And then you make it to the major leagues. And then all of a sudden you deal with failure. And, and how do you bounce back from that? The Reds, one of the reasons that they've been pushing Ellie De La Cruz so much and pushing guys like Noel V. Marte and Edwin Arroyo is because they see the talent. They just want to push. They want to test them. And if they get to a level where they struggle, that's good. They want to see that struggle, and they want to see how a guy bounces back. And when it comes to Brandon Williamson, the fact that he went through last year's struggles and the fact that he has kind of understood that and, and he knew how to come out of that, and now that he is, you know, he reports where he showed up to camp almost completely ready on day one. He's in very good shape, and he was he had his arms stretched out ready to go. He's been throwing well in bullpen sessions. There's been you know, lots of oohs and ahs at different pitches, especially his fastball that have been thrown in bullpen sessions so that some, so many people are impressed with him out in Goodyear. And they think that he is ready to show what he has. And the fact that he has been able to go through these struggles and he's come through on the other side, just better for it. I'm very interested to see what Brandon Williamson has, because all of the reports of him, whenever the Reds made the trade, the Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez trade, was that obviously he was the key piece of that deal, at least at the time when it was reported, he was the number one guy that the Reds got back. Because remember, it was Williamson, it was Jake Fraley, and it was Connor Overton uh, as well. I think there was one other player, I think it was a minor, like just a relief pitcher or something like that that was involved, but those were the three principal guys. And Williamson was kind of the key piece. And the fact that the Reds now have this young rookie left-hander that they can then pair with the fact that Nicoladolo is a sophomore left-hander, it's just so encouraging to see the direction of this pitching staff, especially to see how Brandon Williamson will develop because he is a guy that I have pegged as as a guy that I want to see a lot of this year. He might struggle. He might go through some times where – Guys are hitting up, you know, he's giving up homers. He's maybe he's walking too many guys or something like that. But I want to see him work through that struggle. I want to see how he becomes a major leaguer, deals with the adversities of major league baseball, and how can he come out of the other side of that? Because unless you're given that opportunity, you'll never know. And this is the perfect year to give those guys that opportunity. We've talked about how, you know, We're excited at the possibilities of the Reds surprising some people, but the stated goal of this year is to find, you know, the, the rest of the team within the prospects and the guys that they call up. Nick crawl has said multiple times before that when it comes to the Reds and how they're going to build their team moving forward, it's through drafting, developing, and, and making sure that they build from within. So in order to do that, you have got to test those guys out at the major league level. That's why when we see signings about Hunter Strickland and Chase Anderson and things like that, we do have a little bit of worry because if those guys are on the roster, these are taking valuable playing time away from other dudes like Hunter Strickland in the bullpen. There's so many guys who could be proving themselves in the bullpen for the Reds, like a Ricky Karcher or um, a, a Leon Richardson or a Kyle Legumina, like guys that whose names that you don't know. I'm saying names that you don't know right now. And that's because they haven't been given their chance, but they're ready for it. They're ready to take that chance. And the Reds need to make sure that they give them the opportunity to do so. Don't fill up the roster. 
with these retread waiver wire pickups like you have in years past and then forget about the fact that you could be finding important pieces of your future playoff team. Brandon Williamson is absolutely at the top of that list as, as one of the key of a could be key piece of a future Reds playoff team. You talk about a left-handed top line starter like that. Absolutely. So yes, the Reds have Hunter green. They have Nick Lodola. They have Graham Ashcraft. You got to have two more starters, at least for the most part, you got to you probably got to have three, four or five more starters. If you're, if you really want to have some good depth there, but you got to start with Brandon Williamson because he is at the top of the list of potential guys who can make a huge impact on the future of the Reds. And it feels like he has hit, he hit his, his, his trial. He hit his period of struggle and now he's coming out on the other side of it. Is he ready for the major leagues? We're going to find out here soon, but the Reds need to make sure that he gets ample playing time to show his talent this season. I, I love what I've heard from him out of camp. I love what I've heard from reports about his play from Red Spring training, and I look forward to seeing him pitch on Saturday. And that's going to do it for us here today for this Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Like we said, tomorrow we will continue our series of explaining different statistical elements that we like to evaluate players with. We're going to talk about fielding independent pitching, FIP, and XFIP, and why they are important in understanding the value of a pitcher. That's coming up on tomorrow's Locked On Reds podcast. But now, for your second listen, go check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Lindsey Crosby has you covered on all of the stars of tomorrow as he looks around the major leagues in each and every organization to look for the top talent. That's Locked On MLB Prospect, just like Locked On Reds. They're free and available on all platforms. And as always, Locked On Reds is your team every single day. Because we are locked on Reds every single day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 